Welcome to Style Your Mind, a podcast for women who want to design their thoughts, empower themselves, and build a beautiful life. I'm your host, Carol Alwaleba, best-selling author and master life coach. I am obsessed with women on the edge of change, and I've worked with hundreds of those women all around the world to help them unlock the best version of themselves and fulfill their potential. If you're ready to style your mind and transform your life, then you're in the right place. Let's do this. Hi guys, and welcome back to Style Your Mind. I am so excited to be here with you guys this morning. It's a beautiful day in New York City. The sun is shining. It's about 45 degrees right now. It's early, it's like nine in the morning, so it gives you an idea. You know, it's like one of those days where you feel like it's gonna be kind of like that spring feel. So it is much appreciated after we've had a couple weeks of rain and just like kind of that cold, raw weather, like where you just can't get warm no matter what you do. So anyway, I'm on my second cup of coffee and I am ready to go. So this is going to be an Ask Me Anything episode. You guys know I love doing these episodes for you, answering the questions that you want to know more about. I do this podcast for you, so I love when I get feedback from you guys. If there's ever anything that you want to know, topic that you want me to cover, please do not be shy. Shoot me an email at info at and I will make sure that I address it, that I put it in my notes. I keep a huge document on my computer called Ask Me Anything, and I go question by question, and I kind of focus on the ones that I see popping up um, often. There's usually a common thread, so if you kind of feel nervous, like, oh, I don't know if I should really ask this, please ask me, because I can promise you that there are other women that want to know the same thing. So let's dive in. The first question is by... Collier, Collier, I am not sure if I'm pronouncing your name correctly. I'm probably not. And I so apologize for that because my name is Kara. And even though it's not that unique of a name, you would not believe the pronunciations that I get on it. So I seriously apologize. But the question is worth asking. So I'm going to share it here. How do you start? I feel like the goal to change yourself is so big and there's so many books out there. How do you start? Where do you start? I mean, you can't start at everything, finances, fitness, mindfulness, relationships, self-care, self-growth, career, and so on. So where do you begin? Where do you start when you've made the switch, when you know you want to become better and work on yourself? What habit is more important to develop than the other? That's an awesome question, and I'm going to tell you why. When we look at change, when we look at self-improvement, we oftentimes do kind of look at the big picture and we say, oh my God, I want to change everything in my life right now. Everything feels like it's totally off course. I want to lose weight. I want to get healthy. I want to find love. I want to be rich. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to change the world. And the only thing that that's going to do is continue to make you feel more overwhelmed and to continue to make you feel like you don't measure up when you're looking at everything at one time. So what I always recommend doing, and this is what I do in my own life and what I recommend my clients do, is to make a priority list. Write down everything in your life that you want to change on a piece of paper. There could be two things. There could be 25 things. And then I want you to go through that list and number them in order of importance. So what is the number one thing that needs your attention right now? What is the number one thing that you know that you could start to change that would make you feel the best? So I like to kind of look at myself, you know, as a whole woman, not just a businesswoman. I feel like everything that we go through as individuals, as humans, impacts our career. So a lot of times we may think we have a business problem, let's say, or an opportunity for growth in our business 
when in reality, there's something about ourselves that has to be realigned. So I also encourage you, you know, if you are thinking in terms of like career um, and finances, to look at what's going on in your personal life. Are you eating enough? Are you sleeping enough? Are you in a healthy relationship? Um, are you spending enough time with yourself? You guys know I am obsessed with solo dates. I am obsessed with being with myself. There's a Diane von Furstenberg quote that I shared on Instagram the other day, and she says, when a woman becomes her own best friend, life is easier. So I recommend becoming your own best friend, spending some time alone, grab a journal, piece of paper, a pretty notebook, anything, and just spend some time reflecting, Think about what is the number one priority, what is the most important thing for you to focus on, what needs immediate attention, and go from there. Okay, the next question is from Anne-Marie, and she said, how do you work through the challenges of starting a blog and monetizing it when you're not technically savvy? Is it worth paying for help, such as participating in online bootcamp trainings I often see? Anne-Marie, I am a huge fan of delegating when you don't know what the hell to do. <laughs> so for example, I knew that I wanted to start this podcast and I knew that I didn't have the bandwidth or really, frankly, the interest in figuring out all the technical stuff. So I reached out to my girl, Angie Lee, shout out to Angie from Rich Bitch Podcast. She had featured me a couple times on her podcast a few years ago. And I said, hey, Angie, who do you use? Like, do you have a producer? Do you have an editor? Do you have somebody who helps you? And she hooked me up with Corey. So shout out to Corey, who's my producer. He is awesome. He handles all the stuff that I am just too busy and too uninterested to handle. He's a genius at editing, at producing. He knows everything about podcasts. So he really helps me. He is my right-hand man when it comes to this. So Anne-Marie, in terms of a blog, what I would do is research people who are actually doing blogs and monetizing them. Be very careful of the online boot camps because this is something that I see happening across the board with life coaching, with blogging, with Instagram. There are a lot of people out there who are offering trainings, but they've never actually done the thing that they're training on. So just make sure that you do your research. If it's someone you know that you see who is killing it in the blog world and who is monetizing their blog and who's been doing it for a long time, who's been consistently blogging and making money, then by all means, check out what she's got to offer, you know, look at some testimonials, talk to some people who have been a part of the program, but be very careful not to just sign up for everything under the sun because you're gonna get really confused and you're gonna feel really overwhelmed. So do your research, but 1000% I am a fan of delegating. If you have the time and the interest and you wanna start learning about it on your own, YouTube has awesome tutorials. I have gone to YouTube so many times to figure out things, or even if I just have a question and the person that I typically go to is unavailable and I just kinda of wanna know something, um, I just jump on YouTube and I look to see if there's a tutorial on it. But if you really are looking to grow this and you really feel like you're not tech savvy, definitely find someone to help you. Okay, the next question comes from Joni. How do you handle it when you are all about changing yourself and being positive and everyone else around you, immediate family and close friends included, are not on that page? I have been really positive and I want to live my best life, but the people around me that are staples in my life are not necessarily about that. Joni, great question, common question. I see this coming up all the time and it's totally normal to feel isolated when you are taking a new direction in your life, specifically a positive direction. I think unfortunately, a lot of people, their default mode is negativity. Their default mode is being a victim, 
their default mode is talking about other people, about focusing on what's missing from their lives, and it can be really lonely. I know that when I first started getting really into law of attraction, it was kind of, I guess, I don't want to say, I mean, it was law of attraction has been huge for a long time, but I guess in terms of like the internet world and Facebook and the places that I was able to connect with people, like I would talk about this stuff and no one really understood it or really cared. So I did feel kind of alone in that. So I can definitely relate. My friends and family did not know what I was talking about, <laughs> but you know, I was always really into it. So I, again, going back to the, the first question, like spending time alone and being okay in solitude and just knowing that you know, unfortunately, maybe not everyone's going to back you up at first, but there is a good chance that they will catch on. You know, the more that you focus on yourself and the more that you improve, I can pretty much guarantee people are going to start to ask what you're doing, but don't be afraid to keep it as your private thing, to keep your thoughts and your dreams, you know, away from people who may have a negative impact on it. You know, if you're, if you find yourself, Joni, like sharing dreams, for example, or a vision for your life or your career, your goals, with someone who's close to you and they're shooting it down, sadly, you just got to kind of change those conversations and maybe not share so much with them. I mean, there's great opportunities to share things with girls online. Like I know you're part of Slay Baby. You know, if you feel like you want to share something with your sister or your mom, but you can't like jump into a Facebook group and share it there. Find an accountability partner online. Find someone who is local to your area and ask them if they want to meet up once a month for coffee and share things. It can be a really lonely journey, but I think the worst thing that you can do is spend your time trying to change other people and spend your energy trying to convince those around you, even those really close people to you, that they need to do what you're doing because no one is going to change until they're ready. Some people never change. And the only thing that you can focus your energy on is yourself. And the only thing you can hope to be is an example to those people around you. Okay, the next question is from Jennifer, and she said, did you grow your business with live videos at all? Great question, Jennifer. I did not grow my business with live videos. In fact, Facebook Lives didn't exist when I started 10 years ago. I started my blog in 2008. Um, We didn't have Facebook Live. We had YouTube, and YouTube was pretty popular back then, and it started to get more and more popular, obviously, over the years. And you want to know something? So many people told me that I should be doing video. Like everyone that I spoke to, my blog readers, people in the industry, um, other people that are just, you know, really into technology, everyone was telling me I needed to do video. They were like, you need a YouTube channel. You should be seen. You should be in front of people. Even my husband tried to convince me so many times to do video, and I just felt so uncomfortable with it. I tried it. Um, I hired a couple of people. I've done video before. I had a little uh, web series for a little while. I've done TV, so I have done some morning show appearances, which I feel like is kind of a different thing. I really do love live television. But in terms of like internet live video, I did not do it. Every time that I tried, it felt really inauthentic. It felt really forced. So I just decided to go to my zone of genius, which was writing and now podcasting. And that is how I share my content. I do Instagram lives and I used to do Snapchat. I'm now on Instagram. um, I'm sorry, not Instagram lives, Instagram stories. That's where I share like a day in the life kind of sneak peek stuff. But in terms of actual like valuable content. I don't do it on video. I still stick to the podcast and I stick to writing. That's where I feel like I shine. That's what I love to do. So if you're feeling like people are telling you, you need to be on Facebook live and they're pressuring you, I see this happen a lot with my direct sales girls, you know, your upline or 
your organization may be telling you something that they're hearing from everyone else, don't pay attention to that. I am here to give you permission to do it your way. I am here to give you permission to focus on what works for you and forget about the rest because the only way that you are going to rock out and the only way that you are going to shine is if you are 100% head over heels obsessed with the way that you're putting out your content and 100% comfortable with the way that you're sharing your information with the world. Next question comes from Olivia and she says, what are your tips on battling a lack of creativity on social media and how to tap it back into making it fun and easy again? So you guys, real talk, I was going through this recently where I was feeling super bored and kind of over social media. I love my Facebook group. So that aside, let's take that out of the equation because I am all about my sleigh babies and I'm in that group all the time. But in terms of like putting content out on Instagram and Facebook, I do oftentimes, especially lately, feel myself kind of getting burnt out on it, feel like everyone's doing it, everyone's out there, everyone's saying the same thing, everyone's posting quotes, everyone's posting flat lays, everyone's posting outfits. So how do you stand out? How do you get creative? How do you feel inspired again to share yourself online, right? Because it is important to be on social media. That is how I grow my business. I think that's how so many of us grow our businesses. So I'm not saying that we should never share um, our, you know, our content online, but I think you need to take a good hard look at why you're posting and ask yourself, am I doing this because I feel forced to do it? Or am I doing this because I genuinely want to share with other people? And the only way to do that is to take a break. The only way to do that is to truly scale back, turn off for a couple of days, check in if you need to answer comments, you know, whatever it is you feel you need to do to kind of stay involved. But to the extent that you can take a break, I really, really recommend doing it. Um, also, not spending time scrolling your feeds and looking at what other people are doing because I always use this example of nail salons and pizza places like in New York City. There are you know, three or five nail salons within a two block radius. The same goes for pizzerias. If those businesses looked around and said, I don't know, there's like five nail salons in the zip code, maybe I shouldn't open mine they would never make money and they would never be successful and have their own clients and grow their business. So you can't spend too much time looking around at what's going on around you because the truth of the matter is there are a ton of business coaches, there are a ton of life coaches, there are a ton of fashion designers, there are a ton of jewelry makers, whatever it is you're doing for your business, there are going to be hundreds of thousands, if not millions of other people who do what you do. Let's use an even better example. What about a doctor, right? Anyone in their life who has had a doctor that has helped them through an illness, if that doctor said, you know what, I don't think I'm going to go to med school. There's enough doctors in the world. What if you had never met that person who helped you or cured a disease or did like life-saving surgery on your family member? Yeah, you can argue that maybe another doctor would have done it, but maybe not. Maybe you wouldn't have had the same experience. So stop spending so much time taking in everything around you and start living life. I give this advice all the time, so I apologize if you've heard me say it, but it's just so important and it is worth repeating. You've got to get out there and live. You have got to get out there and curate your own experiences so that you can have your own view of the world. And what you're viewing in the world and in your day-to-day -day life is going to come back to your business. So I love walking around. I've talked about this a lot. I love walking around New York City. I spend hours. Just yesterday alone, I spent 
I don't even know how long, probably two hours walking around. I walked six miles. I put on my sneakers, I put on my music, and I just go. I look at street art. I people watch, I take pictures of the clouds. I do whatever I need to do to detach and get away from the computer and live my life. Find an art exhibit in your neighborhood. Go have dinner at a new restaurant. Go buy art supplies and paint on a canvas in your backyard. Just get out there and live your life. Stop overthinking it. Stop looking at what everyone else is doing. Stop reading articles. I want you guys to really, really, this is for my business owners, be very careful at the articles that you're reading from the quote experts or gurus in the industry because the fact of the matter is the industry that everyone is in like promoting yourself online and all of this stuff is very new so a lot of the things that you're reading are opinions they are simply suggestions yes there are proven things that work yes there are certain things that you know have have definitely proven to be successful that people can speak on But again, if you read 12 articles, there's a chance you're going to get six different opinions on like the best way to promote yourself on Instagram, let's say, or Facebook. So again, do what feels right to you, but please spend some time away from the computer. I can promise you that will re-inspire you. That will spark your creativity again. That is what I've been doing. And I also kind of told myself, you know, I've got to focus on what feels good to me, not what like I, everyone else is telling me that I should be doing. Because again, I could survey my audience and I could have 12 girls tell me, I really love your quotes. And I can have 50 girls tell me, I really love when you post your outfit. And I can have five girls tell me, I really just want to see Yoshi all day. <laughs> like as much as I'd love to post Yoshi all day, he's really cute. I mean, that's not exciting to me. So I have really just been going inside. I've really been focusing on being authentic and being myself. I posted a picture of my new combat boots last night and like that post got like, you know, over a thousand likes. So who's to say what the quote right or wrong thing to do is? The only right thing to do is to do what feels good for you. And the final question for this episode comes from Allie. I love this question, Allie. I don't talk about relationships often because I don't want to ever call myself a relationship expert. It's just, um, I don't know, it's just not something that I've ever really felt called to coach in, but I do coach women on feeling empowered and inspired by themselves. So I feel like this question is a great tie-in. She says, I'm curious about how you built your business, left your unhealthy relationship you talk about in one of your books, found a new healthy relationship that blossomed into a marriage. I know anything is possible, but I'm really struggling with a positive mindset when it comes to being hopeful that I will ever find a healthy relationship with a like-minded individual who is supportive and not intimidated. Okay, so here's something that I've noticed, you guys. Like, let me backtrack a little bit. So you guys know I was in a relationship for seven years through my entire 20s. So I met my ex-boyfriend when I was 21, broke up when I was 28. 28 is when I started my blog. So I was breaking up with him right at the edge of starting the champagne diet. And that relationship... It didn't inspire the champagne diet, but actually leaving the relationship really inspired the blog and and my whole kind of life transformation. Um, I was with somebody who, I don't want to speak badly of him. He was not a bad person, but he was just not the right fit for me. There were a lot of things that went on in that relationship that were very toxic and very unhealthy, but I was not strong enough at the time to realize what was going on. So I remained and I remained for probably too long, but everything happens for a reason. And I truly believe that it all happened for the greater good. So I left that relationship when I was 28 years old and I started the blog. And one thing that I felt that really changed things for me was I just felt this sense of freedom. And I felt felt this sense of relief that I could be who I wanted to be without anyone judging me. 
I felt totally liberated in my creativity, in my newfound independence. I felt like I didn't have to answer to anyone. I didn't have to worry about anybody judging me. And I became really addicted to just feeling myself. And I felt authentic. I felt like I was me again. I felt like I wasn't living under anyone else's thumb. So as I started to blog more and just kind of discover a new career path, a new passion, it wasn't my full-time career at the time. I was still at MTV, but I was just really rediscovering myself. And I really honestly fell so in love with my own life. And then I met Ryan a year later. I was 29. So I didn't spend a ton of time being single, but the biggest thing for me was just shifting my mindset and realizing that I would never, ever be with someone who didn't let me fully express myself and didn't love me for me. And I met Ryan and I the blog was brand new and he's been with me this entire time and seen like this whole entire like trajectory of my life just completely change and grow and evolve and he's been super supportive of it. I think the biggest thing for me in finding him and and really knowing what I wanted in a new relationship was a man that was really really kind a man that was really, really accepting and understanding of me, Um, a man that really knew how to be a man, but also let me kind of be front and center because my job is being front and center. And he's totally not intimidated by that. He respects that. And he's never, I mean, I, I don't know if it's like a combination of me just being really fortunate in a sense. I don't like the word lucky, but just really being fortunate and also just being really aware of what I wanted. So I guess my biggest piece of advice for you is to just focus on you and be confident. And I'm telling you, it's funny. I joke around. I'm like, more guys hit on me now that I'm married and in my career and happy and focused on me than they ever did in my whole life. And I'm 37 years old. So, you know, you could say, oh, like guys like younger girls or girls in their 20s and whatever. Like I'm pushing 40 here, which is just kind of crazy to say out loud. (laughs) I'm breaking out in hives as I say that. No, but honestly, I'm 37 years old. And I mean, I feel happier and healthier and more alive than I ever had in my life. And I see more men hitting on me now that I'm unavailable than like they ever had before. And I honestly think that's because I exude an energy of confidence and I exude an energy of like just doing my thing and having my shit together and being okay and happy in my life. And I'm not out there like trolling for a guy or thinking that a man is going to complete me in any way or anything like that. And even my husband, I love my husband dearly, but like if I always say this and and he knows this, like if we ever broke up for any reason, like, I I mean, life goes on, I'd be fine. I've never, I've never been one of those girls. I'd be heartbroken, but I've never been one of those girls who's like, my life revolves around a man. Like I was when I was younger, but I'm just, I would never be that way again. And I made a vow literally (laughs) that I would never that again. Well, I made a few vows, but you know what I'm trying to say. Um, anyway, I, I don't know. I think just continue to focus on yourself, Allie, and just continue to know that men really are attracted to confidence and men do not like women who are desperate. Men do not want women who feel like, you know, they're looking for someone to complete them. They are attracted to women who are whole. They are attracted to women who are healthy and happy mentally and and just in you know in in that place and again those are healthy men so we could get into a whole conversation about unhealthy men and what they are interested in and that is typically women who are broken and that was my first relationship but if you're looking for a quality man focus on being a quality woman focus on what you have to offer focus on being happy with who you are and i promise it will happen for you 
All right, guys, I want to thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that these questions and these answers were really helpful to you. I want to wish you an amazing week. Again, if you have any feedback for me, anything you want to see on the show, please email me at info at thechampagnediet.com. Just want to also give myself a little plug here. If you're interested in reading any of my books, you can find them all on amazon.com, especially Style Your Mind. That's a workbook that I created based on all of the stuff that I talk about on this show and you know in my coaching career it's all of the questions that I ask my clients it's less than 20 bucks on Amazon it is a great way to dip your toes into coaching if you're looking to improve your life to rewrite the vision for yourself and for your future to ask yourself some of the questions that we never really ask ourselves that are so important in designing our world go check it out Got a bunch of other books on there as well, including Girl Code and Stripped and more. You can just search my name, Kara Alwaleba, on Amazon and check them all out there. Thank you guys so much again for tuning in. I love you so much and I will talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you love this episode, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a thing. And if you really love this episode, I would love it if you guys could leave me a review on iTunes. For more beyond this podcast, including my blog and where you can find all of my books, visit me at thechampagnediet.com. And for daily inspiration, including uplifting quotes, mantras, and of course, pretty pictures, come hang with me on Instagram at thechampagnediet. Until next time.